No, no, he, he wants my car here so he could drive you around. Uh, Why do you ask Mayor? Come, Mayor, come back. Seats. He's not here. I'm just a guy left. Huh? Do I have permission to come? Please. Love you there. In, um, in this Project Inspire. Did you come to? Please. Are you going? Why are you Okay, so I want to talk, Parshish Truma deals with the Kalim in the Mishkan, so I want to talk a little bit about two, two specific details with the Aran, specifically the Aran Kodesh, though certainly there's, there's much to talk about the Besam English in general. Rev Hirsch is probably, his, I don't want to say his deepest writings, his most Kabbalistic writings are on the Mishkan, and the symbolism of all the different Kalim. Rev Hirsch goes into detail about the different colors there were, it was very colorful, the Mishkan, the Beis HaMikdash. The colors matter a lot, and there are a lot of Kabbalistic pshatim, what every color represents. There's a lot of symbolism to the, to the height, to the different heights. Everything has very, very deep things. We read it two and a half by one and a half by one. Everything represents, there's messages of Hashem all over. Hashem didn't tell us all this and wants us, He wants us to be loyal and follow, but certainly there are messages. I have to share this thought with the guys. Ellie, the people who are against us, against the from, one, it's important to know your enemies and what they say about us. What our enemies say about us, they make fun of our attention to detail. To, to the guy Yiddishkeit and religion is fervor, is all lave. You expect in the Beis Hamikdash to be a place of intense singing. Us Levium sing, and there was gorgeous singing. That fits. Haunting melodies, powerful song, a lot of religious fervor. What they make fun of is our details. Two and a half by one and a half by. Does God? That's religion. The details and the, the Yiddishkeit is heart, is connection, is relationship. It's very important that a big part of our connection to Hashem is also obedience. Yes, Hashem said, the, our enemies will, does God really care? The answer is, I am loyal to Hashem. 
Yes. And the Mishkan, the details of the Mishkan are part of our service of Hashem. It's not just religious fervor. It's, all, it's not just heart. Hashem said it's the loyalty and the obedience. Yes, Hashem said to do it precisely this way. It's the same people who make fun of our sitter. Prepared prayer, that's connection to Hashem. Read this. Isn't it what I... No, there's prepared play, prayer. There's the obedience. So I always love reading Parashish Truma. And you get like the exactness of our Mishkan. The Beis HaMikdash is the place that symbolizes our connection to Hashem. And then you're reading like, the Menorah should be built exactly in like such details. Like, goodness me. Yeah, in the relationship to Hashem has to be built on obedience. Yes, it's exact details. Build it this size, this exact way. Yes, details. And Hashem wants it that way. But, but, Somebody would be foolish not to think that there's in the details of Hashem their messages. Do we know all his messages? Hashem's much smarter than us. But he's also talking to us. So it's Kedai to study the details and think. Rev Hirsch's deepest writings are on the details of the Mishkan and some of the messages. What is it saying? The symbolism of the Mishkan. I admit I don't understand it all. Far from it. But there are definitely some symbolisms we can't understand. This is totally parenthetically. I heard Shlomo Zalman learn with a second say the Shir about the tzitzis and how it reminds us of the Kisei covered. Now, the guys were learning it. At your age, guys are afraid to ask questions. Maybe it's not so yeshivish. Am I allowed to ask that? When you get older, you get less scared. I'm 26, you're 18, I'm a little less scared than you. And I want to train you not to be afraid. Ask questions. I was laughing. The guys are learning with Shlomo Zalman. Say it over, Shlomo Zalman. Say over. What, what's the symbolism? Connect it back for us. Listen to this. Tcheles reminds you of the yam. Okay. Yam. So I have Tcheles on this, and I see that, and I'm reminded of the sea. Quite a good, you know, the blue and blue, blue sea. Yam is definitely Rakia. The yam reminds you of the heavens. Okay. And the Rakia is to the Kisei covered. So what makes me, what makes me laugh, and, and, and obviously it needs a shot. always symbolism, you know, I always like, I always had a very easy time with the sukkah and a very hard time with the lulav and esrig. The sukkah is very easy to sit, now when I say easy, the mitzvahs of Hashem are endlessly profound. But the sukkah has something I can connect to very simply. The sukkah that Hashem protects us, sukkah shloimecha, we sat in the desert, Hashem protected us all through the ages. We've been a homeless, beaten people since the Golos, and Hashem protects us. So the symbolism of the sukkah when you're sitting in your sukkah is so easy to connect to the idea that Hashem's our protector. It's like easy to connect to. With our flimsy walls, our temporary structure, and Hashem, with Hashem protects us and saves us and keeps us alive. That's like easy to, to connect to. The Lulav and Esrig, the idea is much more complex. What, it, what am I doing? You know, you look around Shul and all grown men are holding trees. It's like, you know, it's hard. They're holding a fruit and a tree. It's like, what's... Now, again, is, do we understand? We do because I'm loyal to Hashem. But I also want to think, what's he telling me, Hashem? What's he saying? I, that symbolism is so hard to understand the trellis. I'm reminded of the... And if it's that far-fetched, when I say far-fetched, if it's that, like, then it's not a good symbol. Frankly, you know, if somebody wanted to do something to be symbolic, that's not a great symbol. You know, it reminds you of this, which reminds you of that. It's a little far. 
I saw the guys were struggling. Oh, oh right. Yeah. They're afraid to ask it. Yeah, so it's Tcheles. Let me get this again. I'm looking at that blue Tcheles, and my mind wanders to the blue sea. Somehow that brings me up to the blue Kia, which then leads me to the Kia. Is that, are you like, is that, does that bring you there? Is this natural? Are you supposed to work in ways that aren't natural? A symbolic thing should easily, that's the point of a symbol, it should bring you somewhere. Does this bring me there? What brings me to this, which brings me to that? It's a very strong question on the trellis. I heard the guys learn it, and I heard the guys' insides exploding with this question. Like, Rav Shalom Zalman, what? I heard Akiva Kodesh say Rebbe, which was the right thing to say. And Zevi said, you just said Rebbe. And then a song broke out, Rabbi Resnick. The guys were grappling. This symbolism is a very strong question, especially when the word of a symbol is that it leads me somewhere. It's a very good seer. That's a seer if it has to be so many steps. So it doesn't lead me there. That question, you should ask Christ Son and Shine that question. I've heard him speak about it. should ask him. That's a very strong question. Isn't that like a symbolism that doesn't work almost? Chazal say that's the symbolism. What's going on here? That needs work. That really needs work. That's a good kasha. But I want to talk a little bit about... I want to talk a little bit about something, about a, a symbolism, if you will. I call it symbolism. It's like a dangerous thing to say, because I don't want to make everything just... Symbolism sounds like it's a mitzvah, and Hashem said do it, but you're supposed to be misbinding in mitzvahs. You're supposed to think about them. So I want to be misbinding. There's a keli in the Beis HaMikdash, in the Mishkan. We are commanded to make, and I want to think a little bit about one specific halacha. The keli, the aron, the aron that's in the Kodesh Kadashim. It's in the Holy of Holies, the Aaron. It housed inside the Luchais. What else was in the Aaron, Rabbi say? Mon. It's in Senesh, Shaman, a picture of Mon. What is the Aaron? What's Shaykhis the Luchais to the Mon? Because it says that when Klai Yisrael was, wasn't learning, so the Navi said to Klai, so what, when you're learning Torah, they said, we're so busy with Parnassah. So he brought out to Tzinsenesh, Shaman, the picture of Mon. He says, who feeds a kid? Hashem. All your other worries you have to put away and learn Torah. Hashem feeds us. So the man, which reminds us to learn Torah, the luchais, there was a Sefer Torah, in there, or on the side, there was a Sefer Torah in there as well. I once heard from the Briskarov, when he was at his Leviah, the Briskarov, somebody spoke, and they said, what was the, what was the point of the Torah that's in the Kedoshim? Nobody could read it anyway. It's unaccessible. So what's the point? Of the Torah in there. It's not accessible. It's locked away in the urn in the Kaidish Kadashim. You have a Torah we bring out and we read from. Our Torah is very meaningful to me. It was dedicated to Ili Nishmas, Eli, and Dani. Our precious Torah is very, very, I'm very emotionally connected to it. After we had the Achnas Sefer Torah, probably the greatest event we ever had in the eight years of Yeshiva, the Achnas Sefer Torah was very exalted, elevated event. I've never been part of something like that in my life. In the house before, the singing, the, the ruach, the, the epilep, anybody who was in that house changed their lives from that. It was, it was an elevated hours, from the most elevated hours we've ever had in Yeshiva. The first time we read that Sefer Torah, this Sefer Torah, the first time we ever read it, the first morning, we didn't even chap. We come to shul, we pull out our Sefer Torah, the Dani and Eli Sefer Torah, and the first time we ever read it, it said, after the Shnei Be'achrei Mo'i Shnei Aaron. 
the first time, nobody timed it that way, nobody worked. There were all different delays and when we had Achnasev Tar due to weather considerations. The first time we ever pulled it out, the first words we ever read from this Torah were Achrei Maish Neb and Aaron, after the two sons of Aaron died. That's the first thing we ever read from the Eli and Dani Sefer Torah. The Kitzur Advarim is, is that... Um, so he asked at the Brisker of Levi, what was the purpose of Sefer Torah we read from, I understand. But this Sefer Torah sat in the Kodesh Kedoshim. So he said, Eli, at Levi, the Brisker of one of the Gedolim said, that the Brisker of, if anybody ever dared to be Mazayev Torah, to forge Torah, to change something, there was a Brisker of who was living Torah exact. You had to answer to him. He said that Sefer Torah that sat in the Kaj Kadashim was untouched. If anybody would dream of forging the Torah, we have a Torah untouched that had the truth. You couldn't forge anything in the Torah. That's what was said with Scrozzlebein. The Arain, how did the Arain look? It was three boxes, Elia. Two, wooden bo- two golden boxes, a big golden box and a smaller golden box, and the middle box was a wooden box. It was three boxes, one within the other, Gold, wood and gold. There's a lot to that. I'm not speaking about that now. Gold, wood, gold. Then yet the three boxes, one within the other, gold, wood, gold. The cover was called what? Capyrus. The capyrus was the cover of the array. The three boxes, gold, wood, gold. The cover was a gold sheet. Now the gold sheet had what two things that had to be built on the end of it, but it had to be one piece. You couldn't put two more pieces. It had to be from that flat piece, served as the cover to the urn. And what was at the end of that cover, guys? The kruvim. The two angelic-like figures that had to be formed from that flat piece that covered the urn. A flat piece at the end with two kruvim parsek nafayim lamala, who had wings that hovered over the kruvim, over the urn. So that was the Arun, the gold wood gold box, cover of, a cover of gold, called the Capyrus, with two Kruvmetian. Then on the Arun, with two poles that went through the Arun, on the side. What were the purpose of those badim, of those poles? To carry it. To carry, we traveled in the Mishkan, to carry the Arun. Ellie correctly knew that we only look like we're carrying the Arun. What really happened? The Arun carried us. It was Naiseyes Naisab. It carried those that carry it, which is exactly Ruchnius. We look like we're putting into Ruchnius. Like the guy is supporting Tyra, but Tyra supports him. Nefesh Amel, a toiling soul, Amlaloy, it toils for him. We look like we're supporting Tyra, and really Tyra supports us. It elevates us and lifts us. It carries us. We don't carry it. But we look like I'm putting into Tyra. I'm investing in Tyra. You invest in Tyra, and Tyra invests in you. It changes you, and it carries you. But the Arain carried us. Now, there's a love in the Tyra, fasting love. Everybody here knows you have a love to eat chazer. Everybody knows you have a love to wear shatnas. There's a lav in the Torah that's less famous. It's in Parashish Shruma. And I want to discuss this lav. It's in Pasuk Tesvav. It's in Perich Hafei Pasuk Tesvav. And it says, In the rings of the Aron shall be the poles. 
Alav Daraisa to ever remove the poles. The poles must stay in the holes forever. It's a lav. It's an iser deraisa. Lo yasur menu. Don't you dare touch the poles. Now, coming from a guy who doesn't let guys wear coats and sheer, I fiery. If you're an eleventh grader here now, you will not wear a coat in my sheer next year. I'm fire about that. Why am I fire about wearing a coat and sheer? Yeshiva is called yeshiva. The word yeshiva is a funny word. Sitting. We do a lot more than sitting. We learn the word yeshiva means kvius. Even the Mishnah says, Kavata itham lutar, with your koiveya. A lot of people learn, but they don't have kvius. What does that mean? Two guys can have the same hour, say, during their day, two individuals, and it's the difference, a merchak rav, of the end, one end of the world to the other. One guy learns, but it's not the most important hour of his day. He's in and out, he's already, he's thinking about his business, about his life, about his wife during the learning. Another guy is kfeus. He is locked in, he's zoned in. This is my hour of learning. This is my chios, that's kfeus. Kfeus is, this is the most important thing to me now. I am fully engaged, I'm fully present. By me, it's important when you're learning, you're, you're fully there. A guy wearing a coat is already outside while he's learning. He's learning, but he's already on to the next thing. By me, you get, you get, you get... Locked in. I used to learn with a Chavrusa night seder. He used to come as my Shana Rishayna. Remember, my wife was amazed. The guy was a sweater. When he would learn, I don't mean a nice sweater, I mean a sweater, sweat. He would, he learned, he learned. So he would take off his shirt. He would take off his shirt. He was a tie, he was a beast. But he was getting comfortable. He was learning. Reb Nacham, my father said, the great Reb Nacham, the used to roll his pants above his knees in the hot days. When he was learning, he was learning. He was just getting comfortable. I, I'm learning now. I like the guy. I like the guy when he learns. He has his own gemara, his own pen. He's here. Kvius. When you learn, you're in your seder, engaged. You're not in, nothing else is relevant. You don't have the guy who's looking on his phone. He's like he's he's learning, but he's like so available for all different things. The kvius of learning. That's why I don't like coats. When I'm learning, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not even thinking. The guy who has his coat on is here very temporarily. He's already on to the next thing. And he says, I'm cold. I hear you got to get comfortable. You got to take off your coat, take off your shirt, take off your socks, whatever you want. Get comfortable and learn. I'm learning now. I'm learning now. This is what I'm doing. I'm fully engaged. Nothing else. Throw your phone in the toilet. Get everything else away. This is what I'm doing now. I am locked into my Seder. It's so much easier. Young guys wonder how you get zitzvlesh to learn for a while. It's much easier when you get comfortable. When you decide, we spoke yesterday about decision, I am learning for the next day. That's what I'm doing. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not, if I'm always like, maybe, yeah, I'm going to try. And you have your cell phone waiting. You have your code. It's very, very hard to learn. When you, this hour, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. This is on phone. Somebody comes to talk. I'm not available right now. You know, I decided I'm learning now. Excuse me? I'm learning now. So I like getting off the coat, really locking into what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing now. So for a person like that, it's very hard for me that the, this, this din in the tire, the poles don't come out of the urn. What were the poles there for? For when the urn's moving. Right now the urn's stationary. We're not going anywhere. Take out the poles. For a guy who says, take off your coat, take out the poles. Alav <laughs> Daraisa. It's a lav. 
What is represented? Now, again, Hashem said it, we follow. We don't have to know what it means, but we're allowed to think about a mitzvah. Why does Hashem, it's, all, it's counterintuitive. It's illogical, if you will. I would say, when you settle down, take out the poles. It looks nicer. Take the poles away now with the iron sitting here. We're not, when it's time to move, we'll stop the poles back in and then we'll move. What is represented by the idea that the poles must stay in the iron? The poles must What is represented by that? Why is that so that the poles must stay in the urn? What, what ideas is, are you and I to learn? And again, Hashem says it, so we're loyal. And that's the reason. I don't want to say what I'm saying is the sole reason. But there is an idea that I learned from Rav Hirsch that I want to share with you. On this lav daraisa, do you not let it touch the poles of the urn? But I wanted to give over the, the almost like the, the onlooker. And again, we're following Hashem. I, I picture the scene. It's sitting there. And a guy like me who doesn't like coats when you learn would walk up to the poles and take them off. We're here now. We're, we're settling down. We're, set, we're here now. We're here now. When, I'll, I'll tell you something interesting. My first house I lived in, I was living in Farakaway for about 10 months. And then my wife and I were going to move to Eretz Yisrael. So... There were all different questions buying, buying, um, buying furniture. Should we buy furniture? We're only here 10 months. I felt all of life is transitory. All of life just pa- is always just 10 months. I'm always just passing through. But there's a certain importance. I'm here now. I'm here. There is a certain importance. I am here now. It's dangerous. I'm, 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 it's like the guy wearing the coat. I'm here now. These t- it's important to be present Looking back, I didn't buy enough furniture. It would have been better. I should have filled my whole house. I didn't. I should have filled the whole house. I bought some furniture. We're here now. We're here now. Buy furniture. Avad the all of life, there's a degree you don't want to be kavua. You want to be passerby. a story with the Chavetz Chaim. But there's also a beginning of being present. I'm here now. I'm here now. Focus. Be here. There's so many people at so many events where they're not present at their own event. Being present, it's a, it's a topic I like talking about. That's the getting off the coat during a Muslim. But I am here now. I'm not the next place. I'm not in two places. I'm, not, I'm, I'm right here now. Right now, I, I have 10 things to do now. I go late because of this, because I'm here now. We're in the middle. I'm supposed to leave 10, 20 sharp. But I'm here now. I'm learning to hear I'm here now. Shabbos is going to be, I'm here now. I have to be here now. If I'm not here now, then, then you, you spend your whole life on the next step. A guy told me last night, it's a guy who's a big thinker. He's like a Shmuel Ackerman type thinker. So he told me, his Rebbe said to him, I was talking to him about thinking, that so he told me, his Rebbe said to him one day, a brilliant line. This Rapach said this line. It's a brilliant line. He said to a Bacher, he said, I figured you out. You're always two minutes ago. So he said to the Bacher, the Bacher's always like processing and thinking. He said, I figured you out. You're always two minutes ago. It's a brilliant line. Like a, it's a deep understanding of a guy. He said, you're always two minutes ago. That was, the guy's always thinking. And like, the Rebbe moved on as soon as he's like, like, you know, Boaz mechanic, you're always two minutes ago. It's a, it's a wonderful line. It's a very good uptight for think, the thinking person, the cerebral person. But anyway, there's certainly something good about that, but always be now. The, the worst thing you could say on a person is you're always tomorrow. That's the worst thing it's in a person. You're always tomorrow. Be now. Be a now person here. We're here. We're doing. We're accomplishing. Don't be tomorrow. 
something I, it's funny, I, I, I called up a bacher, and you know, for, I, I want, I'm curious, I love him. I asked him two questions on the phone. I said, where are you going to be Purim, or when, you come, when are you coming back to America? And even though I did it, and I did it because I love him, I want to know he's going to be Purim, a, but really I hate the, both those questions. Really, the question is, what are you doing today? Okay, but it's not dramatic. He's doing today's learning all day. So I asked him about Purim. But I hope he doesn't learn from me. Maybe I should, like Bashit, I shouldn't ask him, where are you going to be Purim? But I, I love him, and I care. Purim's a massive event, and I want to see him back here. I shouldn't ask him when he, when's he flight back. The flight back? That's, that's lifetime. What does it do with today? I'm, right now, I'm learning, I'm learning first Seder today. I'm learning Chomish today. That people whose Friday is only Shabbos, it's good to prepare for Shabbos. It's important all week to prepare for Shabbos. But the people whose Friday doesn't exist, they're thinking Shabbos, don't have Shabbos either. Shabbos doesn't exist, they're thinking about the Monday night football, Monday night doesn't exist, they're thinking about the next week. There's no, there's no today. The guy who lives Sunday, you're allowed to have Gishmaka things in your life that you enjoy. But the guy who lives Sunday to Sunday has no Sunday either. Now, so here, a guy like me who thinks like this, what are the Poles doing in Oren? Do you understand? For a guy like me, it's hard to... What are the Poles? Get the Poles out of there! It's settled today. We're not traveling. When we traveled, we needed the Poles in. Today, I'm not traveling. A guy like me would rip the Poles out and says, God, don't you dare touch the Poles. Kalish, don't touch those Poles. Leave on the coat. The Oren has its coat on. So hard for me. I struggle with this. I'm visualizing as we say it. I, I, I'm tempted to run into the Kodesh Hakadoshim and take out the poles. I'm not letting to walk to Kodesh Hakadoshim. And don't you dare touch the poles, Kalish. Don't touch them. Why can't the iron take off its coat? We're settled now. For a day, a week, a year, a month, a few years, we're settled. The Mishkan stopped moving. Doesn't bother you? You get my coat thing. A guy who doesn't understand why I want coats so won't be bothered by the, by the poles and the iron. But a guy like me who believes in being the present, a guy sitting in my shoe, you better get comfortable. I want you comfortable. I want your coat off. I want you relaxed. Get in. Get in there. Make yourself at home. So what are the poles doing? Let's get comfortable. Let's live now. We're ready. Moving. <laughs> A guy lives now. Make yourself comfortable. I don't want an answer. I want you bothered by my question. You're bothered hard. I want you bothered because I want you to be a person who lives now. And a guy who lives now, right now, I'm not moving right now. So I'm not moving the polls. You're already thinking about tomorrow. Take the polls out. We're settled. Settle down. Are you upset, Yankov? I want you... I'm not saying an answer until you're upset. Shlomo Zalman's upset. He's the only guy who looks visibly upset. Nasna, you're a little upset? You like the polls in there? It says no today? No, it is, there is a today, but it's also, there's always, there's always that, the fact that change is not, like, not necessarily bad. Like, I know, right now, but there's na- there. but now, but we got to be, if there's no now, you have no life. If you have no now, you have no life. The tomorrow people never live. You ne- tomorrow never comes. The tomorrow people never live. Tomorrow you never reach. You know the tomorrow people. You know those guys. They never live. I mean, guys laugh. They say, I heard, Rebbe, it's the best year. It's always the best year. It's always the best day because it's today. Today is the best day because today. Tomorrow I'll never reach. Tomorrow's. I never, I never once hit tomorrow. I never once lived in tomorrow. <laughs> you know, the tomorrow people, does it? You never live tomorrow. Is the 
Life is full of a hundred years of today's. The people of tomorrow's don't have one day of their life. Today, now, now, right now. You know the guys I'm changing tomorrow, next week I plan, next month, next year. So the next year, people, next year you never live. Next year. Next, I don't, if there's five minutes left to this man, buses are leaving April 1st, April 3rd, five minutes to this man. The guy says, next man, he's like thinking, he should run to the base marriage in the next three minutes, not next man. The next man, you never have a next man. Go to the base marriage and learn those three minutes, because all of a sudden you capped an inspiration. I want to do better, so learn for those three minutes. Not tomorrow. There's 30 seconds the bus is run to the base special, learn for 29 of them, and then the last second run to the bus. Now, now, not tomorrow. Tomorrow changers never, they never change because you never live in tomorrow. So, why in the world are the poles in the Arain? Take the poles out today. We're settled, we're here. Take the poles out. Maishla. <laughs> As he asked about the two minutes ago, he's still two minutes ago. Yeah, my friend. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But be now, but be now. I think we should keep this as a question. So guys are putting nothing. Some of the chavers upset at me. They're saying there is Maish, Eli, and Nasa Sakel something. You can give a shmuz on preparing for tomorrow. So what are you getting? So is also preparing for tomorrow. I want to say something to the guys that I say as follows. That I want to say that important with Torah, with learning Torah and living Torah, that Torah travels with you wherever you go. I've met guys who steig in Eretz Yisrael and they say they can't steig here. And they fall apart whenever they come to America. I've met guys who steig in Yeshiva and they go home they fall apart. You know when the time when a guy steigs in Yeshiva I know is the strongest? And I told a parent yesterday that you will see this Ben Azmanim. And that's always when a guy's arrived, when his Ben Azmanim, he holds out stark. The nature of Torah has to come with you. You have to become a Ben Torah, a Ben Torah. It's not relegated to one place, or one area, or perfect conditions. The side of Torah, which the Aaron represents, it houses the Torah. It houses the Sefer Torah. It houses the Luchais. It houses the Mun, which push us to learn Torah. The side of Torah is their poles, and it's always ready to be carried. It travels. It comes with. I, I, I don't have much time, but the, the, the Kedusha of Arsinai leaves. Do you know we, after 11 months in Arsinai, you're allowed to play football in Arsinai? It seems so sacrilegious. You and I can go to the Sinai Desert, and maybe we know where Arsinai is, maybe we don't, as the Rebbe said. We can have a tackle football. You're never allowed to play tackle football, don't you ever. You're allowed to have a flag football game right on Arsinai. Maybe let's do it. Seven on seven, you're allowed to. Seems like a disgrace. The Torah was given there. The Kedusha leaves. Where does the Kedusha go? The doesn't disappear. Where did it go? It comes with us. The Kedusha, the base measures, travels with us. The Oren has poles. It's always designed to move. It's never relegated to one place. 
The guy who's only Steiger in Eretz Yisrael is missing out on being a Ben Torah. If you're a Ben Torah, travels, it comes with. It comes to all places, all environments, all circumstances. The Torah must have poles. It must come with. You learn in yeshiva, and you leave it there. You've taken your poles out of your urn. Your urn is relegated to one place. A bentaira's urn always has poles in it. It always comes with. It's a traveling. It always has the capacity to travel. Perhaps that's the idea expressed in this live. Don't touch the poles from the urn. Make sure your urn can always move, can always be brought, and always comes with. Bring it wherever you go. You're home, Ben Asmanim, you're a bentaira. The greatest common, people ask me for a shidduch, if one day you call me for a shidduch for your daughter, the only real thing I hold of a guy is if I say this, if I don't say it, I don't hold of the guy, is that he's the same guy being as man and during this man. If I don't say because I don't believe in the guy. He's from in certain places. That's a tremendous tain on a person. He's from in certain places. His aron, he's over a lav derais, he's an eater of chazer. His aron has no poles. He's very from in the best madrash. Well, he learns great. Out of the base, his urn, the poles have been removed. It doesn't come with. Yeah, he learns. Yeah, he davens. <laughs> it's a different story. A different guy emerges. I strive, everything I strive in the yeshiva, to the point of wanting slow growth, not flip outs, to the point of wanting a person to build up thoroughly and really, to the point of not wanting to force a person. I want a person who's kind of tired, requires him and his tired, it's with him, it's who he is. You can't separate it. It's very much him. He's acquired it, he's achieved it, it's through and through. It is him. His urn has poles, it comes with. Wherever he goes, he carries a Ben Torah. You will not notice on the court, all of a sudden, whoa, he's a different guy. He's not, he's not. He's a Ben Torah. It's through and through, it's his essence. His urn has poles on it. His Torah is always carried with. It's not relegated to one place, to one area. In the Kaddish Kadashim, there it's holy, there it's precious. But when it moves, no, no, no. It has poles, talks to the learner of this idea that your urn always comes with. So even when it's in one place, but there are always poles in it. The poles scream to us. They scream then and they scream now that your Torah always must come with you. It can't be relegated. The Harsinai relegated to one place. Harsinai loses its Kedusha. Where did the Kedusha go? It comes with the learner of the Torah. It comes with you. Bring it with you wherever you go. It's a message that's important always. Certainly as we head, there is something called Ben Azmanim coming shortly. There is something called people are graduating and they move on. The, the Ketusha of the Beis Medrash, the lessons of the Beis Medrash, the Shmuz of the Beis Medrash, never stay in one place. The Oren has poles. It comes with. Bring it with you. Bring it with you. There's another topic I wanted to speak about. It's going to wait till Sunday, Bezer Hashem. Have an excellent Shabbos. Not tomorrow. Two days, Kippur. Yo, yo, what time are you going to do?